1: It's a drunken soiree in the Whiffin. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing podcast. I'm Stuart Roy, Wiffin sitting opposite me today is... Chrissy G. All right. What, why are you drinking like a protein shake, you fucking knob? Do you think you'd get muscles like that without drinking protein? <laughs> it was zero movement then. <laughs> I actually done some press-ups yesterday for the first time in ages because I literally was laying in bed and I felt my arms and it was just disgraceful. Really? Not that I've ever had muscles in my arms. <laughs> like, but, um, but normally, you know, if, if I'm doing some kind of boxing training or whatever, I do have a little bit of muscle in my arm. <laughs> But I'd done nothing for ages, and it was just like jelly. And I, I done, I done some push ups yesterday, and for the first time in like about a year, I just thought, oh, my arms feel a little bit fuller. Yeah, fuller is is the word. It's fucking uh,
2: horrible, mate. Like upper body, upper body stuff. Like you just, I just realised how much of a weakling I am. It's quite funny actually because I'm actually stronger than I've been for quite a while, and uh, even then, I look like probably I could be on Make a Wish.
1: Right. Well, um, today, uh, before we get on with uh, the episode, uh, yes. we'll uh, we we'll just do some uh some shout outs to our, our sponsors, mm. um, Eggfried, who's um, our most recent sponsor, www.eggfried.com. Um, mm. they do streetwear, skatewear, uh, bespoke denim. Like it's really, really fucking cool stuff and uh yeah. i'm gonna travel down to the
2: nice quality stuff as well yes. that. the
1: post office reopens today apparently so i'm gonna go down and collect my goodie box from uh, from egg fried so um oh mm. uh, yeah we can discuss it on the next episode chris because you was quite tight-lipped about what was in yours yeah. um yeah, yeah really and good. then it, you know go and have a look on that website eggfried.com and then um you can save money with uh, a discount code egg salad go and have a look and um and save yourself some money in the january sales right chris who else are our sponsors next sponsor
2: love-beer.co.uk charles from love beer we were supposed to record tonight with charles but unfortunately well not unfortunately good news my mum's getting a vaccine jab today um so i can't miss that um so we'll be recording with charles very soon um love beer is a website and uh, charles is a distributor uh, and, and purveyor of the finest uh beer that he can find domestically produced in the UK and he can deliver that straight to your doorstep no matter where you are in the country. You can use the discount code LBHCLP on his website and you'll get 10% or 15% off alcohol purchases. Um, and the beer is fantastic. I've seen the list of beers that we've got to go through um for our podcast and I can't wait to do it mate. Really looking forward to it. Wonderful.
1: Uh and we've got one Just, more final... one more mm-hmm. one more Luke mm-hmm. van Boom. Bang Boom Creative. Go and check out Bang Boom Creative. Um, if you work in the well, it doesn't matter what your business is, if you need kind of marketing material, um, he's, he's, he's just um signed up to do uh, our previous guest, um, Amelia Rope. Um Amelia's gonna do some promotional video uh for a podcast and Luke's gonna be doing that. So we look forward to seeing Wonderful. how that turns out. Um and so yeah, but go and check out um you know Luke's showreel. It's it's really impressive. And if you do need anything like that um for your business or you know or, or, or whatever then um then hit him up um because fundamentally aside from all the stuff he does he's just a really fucking nice dude and uh he's poorly at the moment so uh so sending uh sending some uh, some love to Luke and uh, yeah and as, or some chicken soup yeah and as soon as he's better we'll start being really horrible to him again
2: yeah yeah we'll start digging him
1: out yeah. big time um okay so uh <coughs> we we we've, we've thrown this one in last minute.com because we was going to do the one with uh, Charles as you mentioned um mm. and because mama glasson's getting uh, the 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 vaccine yeah. tonight we've uh, we, we've jumped on earlier in the day. We're recording this on the 30th uh, yeah. uh, half 11 in the morning. And uh, mm-hmm. we've decided that what we're going to do is is look back uh and discuss our favorite watches uh, over 2020. And I don't mean like a swatch or a rolex. um watches because we can't really just go cinema because nah. well cinemas have been shut yeah, for a majority yeah. of it yeah. and, and, fun, and and i thought yeah. have i and i thought i have once and i thought i don't want to talk about that film anymore because it was fucking terrible um uh and and so yeah we, we thought collectively we'll look at what come out in 2020 on just on the tv on 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 the streaming services and the cinema
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I'm even including things that didn't even come out this year that I actually finally got a chance to Right, watch.
1: that's bollocks. That's absolute bollocks, right? I'll tell you what that is, right? Lazy. Lazy. Oh, yeah, uh, I'll just finally watch The Matrix 3. No, no, I'm not having it. Right, you can throw me in there, but they don't can. All
2: right, sure, you can disqualify. You can try and disqualify whatever All you All right, well, want, right. I'll do
1: my own then. All right, number five, uh, Flintstones.
2: Good movie, let's talk about it.
1: John Goodman. Oh, fucking hell. Why do you have to try and be a Maverick? Maverick forwards in. You you never turn out to be a Maverick. It just spoils it. I'm not trying to be a Maverick, mate. I'm not trying to be a Maverick. Go on, in. Do you want to start, John, me to start? Uh, uh, Yeah, go on, you can start.
2: Independence. Oh,
1: fuck off. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm
2: joking. I'm joking. Um, I think this was supposed to come out this year anyway. Um, okay. Oh, bit night,
1: of guesswork to kick things off there.
2: The other night, I watched uh, Mission Impossible Fallout uh, with my, my, my mother, nearest and dearest. Um, it was on Boxing Day we watched it. <clears> and <throat> it's got Henry Cavill in, and I make no... Um, no bones about the fact that I think I'm in love with Henry Cavill okay. in like a bro, not in a gay way,
1: not gay, not gay way, obviously.
2: In a probably in a little, like maximum gay way, yeah. as far as a he- hetero guy can go, I'm like fully, fully gay. Henry Cavill, if that makes any no, sense. No, probably, uh,
1: probably <laughs> really offensive as well.
2: it's Hence- <laughs> not. What I'm saying is, yeah, but I think Henry's like a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man. And I think I love his Let's get out of this hole quickly. Much.
1: Let's just dig yourself out of this hole. I'll help you out, all right? Let's pull you out of this big gay hole that you keep kind of uh, getting uh, wrong.
2: I want to crawl <laughs> into this gay hole. Um, Henry Campbell, I think he's a great actor. He seems like a really cool dude. Um, obviously he likes a bit of uh, like the, the nerdy stuff as well so that's, that's brilliant he's fucking Superman and I think he's a great Superman I think he's as good as Christopher Reeves that's a big statement but I do I don't think any flaws in those movies are his fault really um, I think he's brilliant and Mission Impossible Fallout is just a quality action movie um, it just really is bloody brilliant and I do recommend it for anyone um, I mean if you don't like Tom Cruise I, I understand it I understand the hate Um, I I mean, recently he's been screaming at people on sets and stuff like that. Again, I kind of understand where he's coming from. He does take his movies quite seriously and he doesn't want them losing their insurance and then they can't make the films and it costs everyone their jobs, basically, because he doesn't need the fucking money. So I do get it, but then screaming at someone for like seven minutes, I think he started adopting a role of an actor being angry as opposed Mm. to anything else.
1: That all said... He needs to realise that he's not a superhero.
2: Yeah, I actually kind of think there is a bit of that in He's a it? very yeah.
1: small man.
2: Yeah, that's not very nice.
1: Well, I he's think not. he's got a little bit of little man syndrome.
2: He might have. Maybe. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. He's also um, got the weight
1: of Scientology behind him, and you won't want to mess with that. No, no,
2: exactly. So, you know, he's obviously got some um, problems, <laughs> uh, that being one of them. Um but as, in terms of as far as an action movie goes, it's got Simon Pegg in it, Binger Arms in it. What else do you want? And it's, it's really good. And, and my mum loved it because it's just such a simple painted by numbers plot. We've, well, no, I, I say that. There's always little twists and turns in Mission Impossible but because you know what they're going to be. You can normally pick them out, what they're going to do. It was bloody brilliant. The action scenes are absolutely fan fucking tactical.
1: It, did it, did it and, come uh, out this year?
2: If it didn't, it must have been in the last.
1: What one is it? Is it the one that he broke his leg filming? Yeah,
2: yeah, basically. You see it go in the scene as well.
1: That that came out about three years ago, I think. No. It didn't. Well I I I saw it at the cinema and (laughs) and, and 2018 And I thought it's it's been on TV since as well. Oh no it hasn't. It really has. Uh, I've seen that film oh, a few times and
2: No fucking way I'm not
1: into stuff like that I don't like James Bond films I don't like Mission Impossible films But I saw that And I've seen it twice And I did enjoy it
2: Yeah exactly There we go And then you know what I was going to throw in Instead, I was going Well if it isn't that I'll pick you one from this year That me and my mum equally enjoyed Mortal Engines I've just typed that into Google 2018 What the fuck <laughs> I'm so, I must be so behind. As you was shit. explaining
1: that, I was thinking, I'm sure that's the one I've seen. That did not come out this year. Oh, honestly. I don't
2: know. How two years passed like that then, Stu? How the fuck
1: you? Is that? man are a fucking joke. That's
2: right, what's your number five then?
1: Um I'll 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 kick things off um with uh ooh. I may destroy you.
2: Oh, right. Yeah, I mean, like, you've, you've stole
1: my thunder a bit here, but congratulations. Um, I mean, it come out this year, so you probably didn't have it anyway. No, um,
2: it's, my, it's my number two.
1: Oh, OK, well, we've probably got some crossovers on here anyway. Um, oh. But, yeah, I, I just thought it was um, remarkable. I thought it was um, mm-hmm. just... just like I'd never really seen anything like it, done the way it was done. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I, I just thought... I don't know if that show was made for a forty-seven-year-old white man. I don't know, um, yeah. but yeah. I found it evocative, powerful, oh. like moving, yeah. um, e- educational. I, I just found it fucking wonderful. I thought it was, um, yeah, yeah a, a, an incredible bit of uh, television, and she, she's yeah. she's remarkable.
2: Oh fucking hell, she's brilliant. And like it's weird because like I said to Pip, I've been watching it and it's really good. And he's like, Yeah, I've had her on the fucking podcast like two or three course, times. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Um, but it's fucking it is brilliant. Like it's it's like it's plot-wise, it's really interesting, and I think she she explores many different themes from more than just one angle as well. I don't think she's one note on anything. Um and um I think she's a great actor. I think her personality comes through, and it really will it's re- it really feels very contemporary, doesn't it like how it's all shot, how it's directed, how fast and frenetic it can be yep. yeah i think it's i think it's absolutely it's brilliant it really
1: is good. um and one of the things that it, it it kind of done um was was made me go and kind of look into what other stuff Michaela Coe's done
2: yeah uh, yeah uh, like well i've
1: gum. never i've never seen chewing gum hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know why. And I, I I went and watched that and it fucking brilliant. Like absolutely yeah. loved it. Thought thought that was really, yeah. really good. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that was one of the sort of T V shows that um really, really just kind of I, I got like hyped for the next one. I was like, wicked, I can't wait to see the next one of these. And it's like mm-hmm. rarely now in a in a time where there's so much you know. Entertainment available, which is a weird thing to say in a year where there's probably been the least new entertainment yeah. made. Um, yeah, but uh, but you know when that came out, that was one that I was really really hyped about. So yeah, that's my number my yeah. number
2: five. Oh, nice one, mate. Um, yeah, good shout. Okay, my number uh, four is uh, The Boys. Okay, so yeah. you probably wouldn't like this at all, um, but season two came out this year. And um, it was fucking really good. I I didn't really, I I liked season one, uh, but if people don't know, The Boys is my favourite graphic novel. um, And it's basically about a bunch of uh, CIA, well, agents employed by the CIA to keep superheroes in line. And all superheroes are absolute shitbags. um, Because if you've got infinite loads of power, you're probably going to just turn into a bit of a prick, right? And season one was good, but they'd made some changes to the narratives and the storylines and um, to the comics. Well, it's the only, it's the only
1: I, comic book I've ever read.
2: Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, well, you've, like, read the first one, haven't you? Yeah. You not read, like... All, well, the the like first
1: there. one I read was... I watched the first series, and it was the first series, yeah. wasn't it?
2: Yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much, loosely speaking. And, um, yeah, and and so... but season two i'd sort of adjusted to the fact that they'd changed some of the narratives and stuff like that and it just came into its own and it's fucking brilliant and the 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 main bad guys in it are incredible and it's just really violent and really funny and um quite dark and i love carl urban he's one of my favorite actors got a bit of a man crush on carl urban as well i'll be honest with you um yeah, I just think it's brilliant. Yeah, it was really good, and um, I recommend it. I do recommend it. Did you watch? Did you watch the season one of it or not? Uh,
1: I think I watched maybe three episodes. Like,
2: I get it. I understand why you might not go completely into it. Um, I even struggled to start mm. with, but it's like like many TV shows. I felt like Spartacus was a bit like that. Um, but once it got running, it was like fucking. It's, in, it's really good. Really what are you talking into. about?
1: The way that Spartacus was shot. How you had to adjust how? Are you because the first series of Spartacus was was shot a little bit like the 300, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it kind of. I, I I thought you know not that it's got anything to do with what's coming out this year, but I, I that that would be a series that I will go and rewatch. All, all the, the the series. I thought Spartacus it was, was so fucking good. brilliant. As, it really was and, good. for the character, like I know there was the sex and the violence, but put that all aside.
2: Our, <laughs> but if you if you if people are like, oh, I want something that's got depth in it, the the relationship and the narration between the characters is really is really really what pulls a series along. I always think Battlestar Galactica was the same thing, and and Spartacus had that. It got really good, like the storylines. Did, lines, I did
1: you watch Rome? That was on the year before. I didn't, so no. if you enjoyed Spikers, you'd love that. That yeah. that was fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, well, okay. So uh, what's your number four? What, my number four. I'm gonna go for a documentary film uh, that come out mm-hmm. come out about a week and a half ago. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's the story of Shane McGowan and the Pogues. And oh, uh, right. and yeah, it's on. I think it's gonna be on Sky Arts next in in January. But I, d- I didn't yeah. want to wait because I uh, and, yeah. and I, you can buy it on Prime, uh, mm. and um, it's made by Julian Temple, um, who's made some of the, the greatest music documentary films.
2: Go on, give us t- t- tell, tell a layman like me um, what h- what else he's Let done. Let me just
1: reel them all off for you because you will probably have seen lots of them. Uh, let's get the full discography. Uh, Uh, right, okay. He started, I, I guess the, the, the one that blew him up was the great rock and roll swindle. Like, the story of the, the, I guess the story of the Pistols. Um, Uh, and he's worked loads with the Pistols. Uh, he made Absolute Beginners, the film. Uh, right, um, okay. Patsy Kensett. Um, more recently, let me just get his filmography up. Uh... Yeah, so he made The Filth and the Fury in 2000 as well, about um, them. He made The Futures Unwritten, a Joe Strummer film, which is brilliant. Um, Oh, my God, there's some other ones coming that I did not know about. Oh, that's exciting. Um, But, uh, yeah, um, weirdly, uh, the one that uh, I've just watched isn't on there. I'm sure it was definitely Julian Temple. That's freaking... Oh,
2: you have fucking been lying, ain't not you? It's not him, is
1: it? Uh, that's quite weird. Um...
2: What a waste of everybody's time. What's that? What a waste of everyone's time. Oh, you're it just
1: lying. really is, isn't it? It really is. Uh, right. I'm watching impossible Fallout. It's just, just... Right, it is. it's called Croc of Gold. Anyway, and it is made by oh, Julian okay. Temple. Uh, it's called Croc of Gold, A few rains, uh, a few rounds with Shane McGowan. Yeah. Now, I've read the book uh, 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 over a few rounds or a drink with Shane McGowan that was written by yeah. by his missus. And and this yeah. film's really yeah. cleverly done. There's, there's animation involved in it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like Shane's in it. It's <laughs> unfortunately, it's you know, it has to be subtitled now. Um, you know.
2: Really. Because. Uh, well, yeah.
1: you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, let's be brutally honest. How on earth is Shane McGowan alive? You know, when when yeah. you know there's other members of the Pogues in there. Uh, Johnny Depp was heavily yeah. involved in the making of this film as well. Yeah, uh, he's in it. Nick Cave's in it. Um, it's just it's just obviously like anybody who's cool is in that film. Uh, Bobby Gillespie's in it, and it's just charts. That, you know, the whole story of Shane's life coming over to to the UK. You know, you know writing punk yeah. fanzines in '78. Uh, and and being in like you know a punk band, and then through to to just thinking right, I'm going to make Irish folk music, you know, with a punk influence, yeah. and then become you know in the in the you know mid '80s one of the biggest bands in the world, you know, Storm in America, uh, and and you know arguably wrote the the greatest ever Christmas record, which they they discuss obviously at length, um, and and what you see is a, a, as much as you see the raucous you know drunken antics of, 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 of the Pogues and Pogues because you also you know, get to marvel at the, the beauty of songs like Summer in Siam and Pair of Brown Eyes yeah. and things like that. And it's, it's, it's a really, really, if you don't know much about the Pogues and you don't know much about Shane McGowan, watch that film because it gives you the full story. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really, really good.
2: Good shout, man. Good shout. Um, I am on my number three, I believe. You are. Oh, what to go for? What to go for? Um, I'll throw it in there because I think there's better ones for, for two and one. But I can't, I can't not say Tiger King wasn't uh fucking addictive. What? That's my, it's my free two. Oh really? Yeah it's just an absolute shit show that it just defies belief. And me and Molly are going to watch it on the anniversary of watching it. So, so in March, we're going to watch it again. Cause, uh, we just like, we just thought it's so crazy. It's so, there's quite a lot to absorb in it. Um, so I just want to go back and just see how fucking mental that TV show is. Basically. I was,
1: I was really late to it. Like, mm. um, I, I think everybody was like going on about this, this show. And, and at the time, I think, you know, I, I was just adjusting to working from home and, and was kind of yeah. busy. And and because of, like, the, the nature of the documentary regarding animals, hmm. uh, my missus refused to watch it. Um, um, she just did not want to see tigers in cages and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and I understand that. So it then meant that'd be yeah. something I'd have to watch on my own. Uh, yeah. And... So, yeah, I, I kind of had to find time to watch it a little bit later on because I've just got, you know, there's so many people just saying, you need to watch this. It's, yeah. it's all manner of crazy. And yeah. it really fucking was, wasn't it? Like, you know.
2: If anything, though, it does sort of, um, it does highlight how fucked up that, that, that shouldn't be happening in America. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like they shouldn't, people shouldn't just be able to breed these exotic animals mm. for money. So if if, if if I hope I hope for that reason it, it helps um, it, it raise where, where awareness and, and but America's a, a strange old place for capitalism, isn't it? And if there's a pound note in it, then they'll uh, you know they're likely to just ignore sometimes the more ethical aspects of it. But who and, then,
1: and then throw some guns in the mix as well.
2: Yeah, get some guns in there. I mean, he's a fucking incredibly, but like, Joe Exotic is like. He's, a, he's, a, he's another version of Hitler, like, in his own little way, in his own domain. Like, I'm not trying to be, offen- I'm not trying to be offensive to him, but, um, but there are some parallels with his ability to be charismatic and incredibly dominant. And off, off of a sad story as well, like, I, you, can, you can sort of see how Joe was created as a human being, you know, when you look at his past and all the things that have happened to him. And then how that shaped this person who's got a lot of charisma, but who's got a lot of damage Mm. and and, and sometimes does um, unhealthy things to other human beings and animals and yet still has the support and love, probably now, but of millions. Mm. You know, if you think about it, there's going to be loads of people who saw that and are completely on his side. Um, and that's what charismatic people have. Hitler had it, and you know, it, like Joe was. Joe's got. Him, like, I don't want to spoil too much, but Joe's got. At one point, he's married to two other men, um, both of which are basically straight. And yet, he's that charismatic and dominant that he's managed to find and manipulative that he's managed to find himself married to the two guys that he wanted to be married to. That's fucking mental you know um so yeah i mean like you can't not call you not you can't not fucking
1: yeah have that one and 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 and, and you know let's not overlook the, the madness that is carol baskin as well you know that yeah. that, that it's it, it's yeah it's a it's a real insight into a, into a very very warped america isn't it like yeah. it's just some really unpleasant stuff in that show uh yeah just Money and guns, just yeah, it's, it's, it's worrying, 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 but um, so but yeah, but it was, I think so that that kind of dropped as we first went into lockdown, didn't we? And it was just one yeah, of them things absolutely. that everybody, you know, I think just all of those that were just you know, furloughed, it was like, right, well, what are we going to watch? And that show dropped, and it just seemed to take hold of the, the country, didn't it? It just become yeah. a phenomenon, and uh, yeah, yeah I think that. That show, you know, in years to come, you know, will always be looked back upon as that that kind of lockdown show, you know. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, do you want my number two? Uh, I think it's my number two.
2: Oh well, you, okay, yeah. Uh, who went first? Yeah, right? That was, was your field.
1: three, and that was my three and as it was well. your three, yeah. yeah.
2: Then it would go back to me. Oh yeah, my yeah, go on yeah, yeah. All right, all right, know, mate. Um, just that's our format um, on the show, hardcore listening. Um, lovecraft country is fucking epic so lovecraft country is uh directed by a uh, pop uh, produced by jordan peele who did like get out and um us uh, the two move horror movies done over the last few years and get lovecraft country what my favorite one of my favorite horror authors is H. P. lovecraft and he, he's influenced so much horror movies and people don't really realize it he's, he's, He's not that well, as well, widely known. I think he's he's becoming more and more uh, known in mainstream media now because um, everyone's jumping on board. Um, Colour Out of Space was done recently with, with Nick Cage as a horror movie, which was really good. Um, shout out to that. Me and Pip got to go and see the premiere of that in the UK just before lockdown nice. happened. And, and um, Lovecraft Country is basically a way to narr- like this season, narrates loads of different Lovecraftian horror themes into uh, a series. And actually, H.P. Lovecraft, for, for his great horror writing, is quite controversial because um, he was quite racist. Um, some of that racism is where, where some of the, the, like his fear of alien entities and other and things different to himself actually is part of how I think he created the universe he did. But at the same time, that's not a positive thing, obviously, to be racist. And what's wonderful is Jordan Peele, or, excuse me, Jordan Peele has done all this based on um, sort of like um, the, the deep South. Yeah. And a, a, a black uh, family in the deep South, um, and it's, it's fucking, it's really good. So it, it, it brings in loads of the different Lovecraftian themes with uh, a, an ongoing plot and shows also the struggles of, uh, of, of some of these uh, characters living in, obviously, a bit as a black people in the Deep South. It's fucking really good. Really well directed. Uh, quite graphically gory in points. Um, and, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great old show if you like horror.
1: What if you don't?
2: Don't watch it. All right. Okay. No, Just check him. Yeah, don't watch Just it. Just check him. There's scenes where women, a woman's clawing her own skin off quite a lot. um So, do you fancy watching that? If you're not into horror, it's not. It's not, no, it's it's not real, real, is it? Nah, no, it's not real, mate. Not real. Um, what's your number two? Uh, Ratchet. What's Ratchet? Uh, Nurse
1: Ratchet. It's um I I Oh yeah. Uh, I imagine it's made by the same people as uh, American Horror Story. Um right. it stars um oh gosh, what's her name? Um the who's in American Horror Story Who is fucking incredible as well. Um oh I'm gonna find out her name quickly. Um and yeah, it's it's the colour on it, it's shot yeah. amazingly oh, okay. um yeah, I can't. Um, I can't recommend it. Uh, in, oh bloody hell! Right, where is it? Uh, what is her bloody name? Um, is it Sarah,
2: Sarah Paulson? Let me just yeah, let me just uh, make, double check that in my mind. Uh, it's, um, so it's, yeah, Sarah yeah,
1: Paulson. Cynthia Nixon's in it as well. He's also in. Um, American Horror Story. Uh, and and right. Sharon Stone is in it, uh, who is incredible Ooh. in it as well. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. I'm just looking through there. Finn Whitrock's in it as well, who's in American Horror Story. Uh, so there's yeah. lots of the same. Uh, a lot of your favourites are in it. Um, Finn Whitrock's character, Edmund, plays a fucking psychopath. For those that don't know, it's based around um, Nurse Ratchet from um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm. Uh and and her kind of backstory as to how she turns into this kind of psychopath, and it's it's it,
2: does she start out? no. no.
1: Like you know, she's she's got a warped approach to lots of things, but you kind of find out why, and and you kind of get it to a degree, but then it just spirals and spirals, and and yeah, it's 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 really good. If you have you watched American Horror Story? No, I, it's weird that I haven't. Like, it's you, weird I mean, I haven't. I'd say there's like three or four series of that, and, and and every series is a different theme, but has the same cast. Like, uh, it's fucking amazing American Horror Story, and I and you know you know I don't like horror. No, uh, yeah. but it, it's brilliant television, uh, and yeah, Ratchet is he's, he's, yeah the, the 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 filming of it, the color is unbelievable. It's all set in like you know I, I guess the late 50s maybe um hmm. early 60s and it, it's just brilliant absolutely brilliant so yeah can't can't recommend that one enough oh mate is it quite dark yeah it's really fucking dark american horror yeah. stories, he's fucking dark shit in there like yeah, w- yeah. watch asylum um which is yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, unbelievably like yeah go check it out american i can't believe really can't believe you haven't watched that i thought that'd be something that you would be proper involved with
2: oh mate i'll check it Good shout, man. Good shout. Um, I guess we're on my number one, then. I wonder if my number one is your number one. So my number one is Normal People. It's not mine. Uh, So Normal People was originally a uh, novel. It's only this woman's second novel. I think the the, the first one is called... um, uh,
1: Abnormal People?
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, Conversations with Strangers, I believe it is. Uh, Molly's re- read both of them. And like this, like she's just become an immediate bestseller because of how she writes characters. And,
1: and Normal People, uh, the TV show, you've watched it, haven't you? I haven't, no, no.
2: Haven't you? Oh, shit. It's so up your street, dude.
1: Yeah, I really like that Paul it- Mesco as well. I think he's a really good actor.
2: Oh, man. Like, he, he acts opposite a girl uh, called Daisy. Uh, well, she's Marianne in the TV show and Daisy Edgar Jones. And just this fucking two's relationship in this is fucking incredible. It's basically about two kids um, who are at school moving into college and then university and their their relationship and how how it begins and what they're, both of them have got different hang-ups um, about life and their experiences and they come from different backgrounds and they're, oh my, Stu, it's so fucking good. It, it'll have you in tears and you'll be rooting for these two people throughout the show, like, you know, and their relationship and, and, and the the twists and turns and what happens. And I won't tell you if it fucking ends up like, you know, um, coming up roses or not um it's fucking brilliant man and it really there's not a huge cast in it you know probably the cast is focuses around 10 people tops um and just how it's shot how it's narrated how it portrays uh men and male and female contemporary relationships i think it's fucking incredible you know and the messages it's, it's giving um to, to, to us all it's really just a, absolutely just the the shit i'm just looking here it's got 90 on rotten tomatoes which is kind of a high score on rotten tomatoes as well um so yeah i, I couldn't i couldn't uh i couldn't rec- recommend it any anymore basically mate it's, it's the shit check it out um yeah so i guess i guess that's that's mine matey well
1: Literally as I've got to number one, I've just mm. realised there's something that I should have had in my top five. So um and mm-hmm. it would have probably been vying for the top spot. Uh okay, so I'm gonna go do on. an honourable mention to Des, um, which was the David
2: Oh my god, that was the brilliant. David
1: Tennant show about Dennis Nielsen. Um oh, it brilliant. was so good, wasn't it? Like Yeah,
2: it was. He was so good. He was it.
1: fucking brilliant in it. Um yeah. and yeah, I just, uh, I just thought like the, a, you almost kind of liked him a little bit, <laughs> because he was just yeah. so calm and oh yeah, yeah, No, I did, yeah, I did kill that one, yeah. Yeah. And it was just yeah, so yeah. casual and yeah. and yeah, I mean, which he's both. I guess you just kind of almost think like, oh, he seems all right, but then obviously the flip side yeah. of that is, the fact that yeah. someone is so calm and blasé about being a serial yeah. killer shows that just how fucking insane he was. Yeah. Um but yeah. yeah, and I just thought David Tennant was 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 spectacular in that. Yeah, um, he really was. Speaking of um uh cuz he done a show in lockdown as well, didn't he? I don't know if you watched it where he was just on a Zoom call uh with Michael mm. Sheen. Um and and that Aye. was on kind of at the beginning of lockdown. It was just them two just chatting to each other. It a little bit like The Trip, so there's a little bit of ego in it. Um hmm. But uh but yeah, so uh, that's, that was that was a,
2: a Oh that's that's interesting, man. They did a they did a TV show on Amazon. I haven't watched it called Angel uh, I think it's called Angels and Demons. Um and it's uh, it was written by Neil Gaiman, who's who's written some great comic books. So yeah. I love I love that. I like Michael Sheen. I think he's a great I, actor. I watched a
1: Michael Sheen thing last night. I I watched a documentary. Um
2: Oh Good Omens, it's called. Sorry, not Angels and Demons. Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah,
1: man. I watched um I watched Michael Sheen in a really fucked up film that was a bit like The Wicker Man. Um, mm. uh, uh, oh, really? About I don't know if that came out this year. I think that might be an older film, but that was really fucking horrible. Um, but uh, I watched Michael Sheen last night. I watched a documentary about three or four weeks ago about Kenneth Williams from the Carry On films. Uh, and, yeah. Oh, and really. they, they re-showed this document, this drama that um, they made maybe three years ago and Michael Sheen played Kenneth Williams and it's, Brilliant. It's on the iPlayer. player. Oh, I
2: bet he... Yeah, I bet he does he a does does good job such of such
1: a good job of it. Like, it's... Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Like, um,
2: Kenneth Williams was Willow
1: in the Whisk, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, like, and, he, and he just... He nails it, like... And it's just really interesting. Like, tragic, tragic life, Kenneth Williams. Like... Really? Yeah, frightfully, like... You know, asexual. You know, never really comfortable with himself, like... And, yeah, yeah it was... It, Really sad and but funny as well because obviously he was hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, get a chance to watch that on the replay. Give watch. Oh man, I but do. yeah, think my number one. Um, my number one is going to be Ted Lasso. I still haven't watched it. I've
2: watched it. Yeah. So
1: Ted Lasso. Shout out to um, our, our, our brother on the Distraction Pieces Network, Brett Goldstein, uh, who's um, massively involved um, in in Ted Lasso, uh, and it's. Fucking brilliant. Um, it's, well, it for those that don't really, uh, that haven't seen it, it's on Apple TV. Um, just do what we done, which was subscribe for a month and just watch it on mm-hmm. way over there, watch the Beastie Boys documentary. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of, um, the star of it is Jason yeah um, like uh, oh, He's great. And he just, is an American football coach uh, that, yeah. that they bring in to... Uh, to to hire uh, uh, and 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 tr- and become the coach of the, like a, a soccer team, yeah, and uh, um, and Brett plays like a kind of an aging player. That's the kind of the star of the ship, but he's getting old, and there's lots of new yeah. blood coming through. Yeah, yeah, and obviously uh, Ted Lasso has got no idea about football whatsoever, isn't it? But uh, and and so they bring him in as a as a way to ruin the club. Uh, <laughs> But obviously, it all works in really interesting ways, and it's 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 really really lovely. Like, um, like Hannah Waddington plays the the chairman of the club. She's amazing in it. Juno Temple plays Keely in it, who's like the kind of the sort of love interest, and she's absolutely amazing in it. Um, Nick Mohammed is uh, just hilarious in it. Brett is fantastic, obviously. Um, and, yeah, I just – you don't have to be into football to watch it. Like, yeah. you know, Carol Carol watched it and absolutely loved it. It was, yeah, just brilliant. Like And, uh, and yeah, why, why, why definitely the, the, my favourite thing I've watched this year.
2: Oh, good shout, mate. I, I missed a few. Uh, for an action film, I did check it. An action film that did come out this year that could replace my five is The Old Guard – that was quite good. Um, uh, I, 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 sh- I, I kind of feel bad that I didn't put uh, Drag Race UK in. I absolutely forgot about Drag Race because I watch it. It's not really. It is a TV show, but it's more like a re- reality TV, isn't it? Like things like that when it's like a game show. Is that the, but that is that, was
1: is that the RuPaul thing? Yeah, what, yeah. What, what, that that is, was so. Funny. Is it shit or like but funny? I
2: don't think so. Like, like, um, no, it's not shit, but funny. It's like I find. The whole like the drag race thing, like when when Molly started getting me into What's it. The find, What's the
1: race? What's
2: uh, the race? It's really not. R- Basically, they have to do different challenges, which is normally like uh, they have to put on different costumes that have different themes and they have to make their own costumes. It's very artistic, but there's also lots of puns involved with whatever they do, and the the drag stars themselves are fucking really funny. I mean, there there can be some cat bitchiness, but there isn't normally too much in the UK one. Um... And it, I just find it very funny. I just think it's quite dirty-minded and um, but also quite creative, what they do with their creations. I just think it's very witty. Um, yeah, so that's why I like it. I, I recommended it a lot, and Pip tried to watch the first episode. And he, he, he couldn't quite dial into it, but I think it's fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, so I forgot I forgot about that. I think the new season's coming out soon, so I'll, I'll give that a watch, and hopefully it's uh, as good. Yeah, but I, I find that uh, compelling watching I really do. So yeah, that's my other honourable mention.
1: I'm just trying to uh, pick out that um, uh, Michael Sheen film for you to watch because you would proper love it. Um, oh, Apostle. I will watch the Apostle. Right.
2: Uh, I'm pretty sure I watched watch Apostle.
1: Yeah, that's.
2: I haven't watched Apostle yet.
1: Fuck me that's that's that, no, that's that's book that's book? uh pretty fucking horrible.
2: Is that the one where um a guy a, a guy travels to go and find uh his, his sister or something's gone to this Yeah, no I've seen it. Yeah, 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 mate that is some fucking mad yeah. shit. That yeah. One. There's a there's a there, there's there's a uh, there's a drill isn't yeah. there? Yeah. That's yeah, that's really unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: tough wank that, mate. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.